That's why I call it an addiction. And if you don't think it's an addiction, hmm, try going a full day without either blame or criticism. I ask couples to do that just in an hour, that in this hour, have the intent to not blame each other right now while we're in this session. Most couples can't even go an hour without doing that, let alone a day. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships, Let's Talk About It. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode on stopping the blame game and taking responsibility in your relationship. I am going to be doing a monologue, giving my wife a break this week. Those of you that have missed my monologues, here we go. Going to mix it up a little bit. So yeah, blame. Mm-hmm. That's also one of the biggest contagions going around, isn't it? The blame game. I don't believe that blame has any positive effects on a relationship. I actually believe that there's only one thing you can blame things on. You can blame it on the boogie. That's right. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. That's right. That's about it, right? Just got to blame it on the boogie, not on the other person, especially not somebody that you love. Yeah, because blame is based on the presumption that there's a victim and there's a villain. And it's definitely based on inequality. And the moment that a word of blame leaves your mouth, your relationship ends and an entanglement begins. This back and forth blame game. Yeah, because, you know, the person that blames the automatic could put out to the other person that you are the cause of my problem. And the moment that that word leaves your mouth, that that expression leaves your mouth, you've already decided that you're the victim and you're handing over the power to the other person. You've pointed the finger and found the target. And blame amplifies anger and moves away from responsibility toward victimhood. And the problem with victimhood is that it's a stance, a powerful, rigid one, as the victim is always morally right and forever entitled to sympathy. That's a messed up game. So with blame, we are trying to find fault. And there's, I see several ways that people play the blame game. Blame is an excellent defense mechanism. You know, you can call it projection or you can call it, uh, we call it displacement, denial but it helps you preserve your sense of self-esteem by avoiding awareness of your own flaws or personal failings. And also, it's easier to blame someone else than to accept responsibility. I'm going to be talking about responsibility in a little bit. There's less effort involved in recognizing your contribution to, a, let's say, a bad situation than in accepting the fact that maybe you have a contribution to it and also changing so you don't do it again. 
Also, blame is a tool we use when we're in the attack mode. Blame is a way to hurt our partners. And also, you know, people actually lie. <laughs> Everybody lies. And it's pretty easy just to lie and blame someone else, even though you know that it may be your fault. And you may figure that no one else will really see that you spilled the milk, you know. Nobody will really see that you broke the plate and you're going to go ahead and glue it. <laughs> that came up today for me. I broke a plate and immediately I was thinking, and I even said this, here I'm talking about doing a monologue on blame and it sure enough came up. When I broke the plate, I was like, dang, why don't my wife put those cups next to the plate? And when she came in the room, I'm like, honey, I broke a plate. And man, you know, the cups are way too close to where these plates are. You know, when I reach it, the cups get in the way. See, I couldn't even take accountability and responsibility and just say, I wasn't careful enough to move the cups and the plate broke. And then I can make a suggestion to her and I say, hey, you know, I think that one way that that could help me is if we move the cups over. No, but immediately, I didn't want to feel that I was totally at fault for breaking this plate. So I kind of blamed it on her for how she keeps the cupboard with a bunch of cups next to the plate. Does that sound familiar that we do that, that we don't want to feel and take accountability and responsibility? You know, I see it almost every day that I'm working with couples that go back and forth in the blame game. It's such an eroding part of the demise of people's relationship, that back and forth. And if you're in it, you know how tiring it can be. There's no love, there's no connection, there's no feeling of safety and trust. And it almost gets to the point where the person who's blaming feels that all their pain that the other person is responsible for it. And in all my years as a psychotherapist, I've never heard anybody say, you know what, you're right. Upon thinking about it, it's really clear to me that I am actually responsible for all of your pain. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. What the blamee does instead is to make a, a mad dash for the victim position back, and then they go back and forth. And boy, blame is a powerful addiction. I think I heard Gay and Kathleen Hendricks, renowned couples therapists, they talk about that blame is the cocaine of a relationship. Yeah, I think they say something that it's used in relationships as a drug to avoid the pain of not expressing creative potential. Yeah, it uses up a lot of energy but it doesn't produce any positive results. And it being a feeling of addiction, a powerful addiction, because the act of blaming another person really does trigger a burst of adrenaline. And that's a false sense of power because that adrenaline that we get really feels that we are feeling powerful. And it usually is that we are feeling powerful over the other person, we're blaming them for fault or our hurt. And actually that is disempowering. That's disempowering the relationship. Whenever you feel powerful, but you disempower the other person, 
That's not true power. True power is when you empower the other person through your own power. And the blame game does not do that. Yeah, remember, feel, feel that in your body. You know, the sensations in your body the next time that you're blaming or criticizing somebody. You know, when you tune into that sensitivity of being aware of really what's going on, you might notice an edge of feeling some like excitement and anger, you know, and when you're doing that, there's contraction in your body. There's a lot of muscle tension. And for some people, that's excitement. They actually have a feeling of, let's say, glee when you're winning the power struggle at that moment. That's why I call it an addiction. And if you don't think it's an addiction, hmm, try going a full day without either blame or criticism. I ask couples to do that just in an hour, that in this hour, have the intent to not blame each other right now while we're in this session. Most couples can't even go an hour without doing that, let alone a day. And those people that are familiar with treating addictions like alcohol and drugs, you might hear that they often say that when you stop the addiction, you actually have to face the feelings that you're originally trying to avoid by drinking or taking drugs. So that's actually what's happening when we stop criticizing and blaming. We then begin to get control over our tendency to blame and criticize, and we can then notice if there's something underneath it, like a fear that we kept at bay and we kept capping over and over, and that might start coming up and we might see what that's about. And when we can do that to ourselves, you know, when we start looking about the tendency that we have for blaming and criticizing ourselves. Things like, I wish I hadn't done that, damn. Or why didn't I do that? I shouldn't have, right? We have these thoughts throughout the day and night that we hear over and over, these nagging thoughts. Because critical thoughts are usually based on the fear that without them, we wouldn't improve, we wouldn't change, we wouldn't grow. And that's kind of at the basis, I believe, that we're doing that to other people in our lives, like our partners that we're blaming them or criticizing them because we want them to change, right? We need to tell them what they're doing wrong so they'll accept responsibility to change it and do it right. But I've never seen anybody change with blame and criticism. Actually, the opposite. They disown responsibility. So using blame to get someone to take responsibility defeats its own purpose. And I think in one sense, Chronic blaming is a form of emotional abuse. Even if you're responsible for what you're, let's say, accused of, it's still inappropriate and definitely a non-productive way of communication between loved ones. And if you're at the brunt of being, let's say, the blamee, at the receiving end of blame, it has a lot of negative effects on your relationship. The blamee can start to believe that they're responsible for things that are not under their control or which they are even not responsible for. It can also lead to low self-esteem, self-blame, and that can start a vicious cycle because low self-worth and low self-esteem leads to lower standards of what you're willing to accept and tolerate in your relationships. Therefore, setting yourself up for a very unbalanced relationship in the future. 
And of course, people that are really automatic in the blame game, they learned it somewhere. That's probably what they grew up with. And as parents, we must be aware of this and assume much of the responsibility of creating harmful beliefs in our children. For instance, when we blame them for things outside of their control, like their messy room just caused you to lose your temper, or their poor relationship with your partner has caused marital problems for you, when you start blaming your kids for that, that you're losing your temper because they have a messy room, or because they have a difficult relationship with your partner and therefore that's causing you marital problems. See, we're not taking responsibility and just blaming the outcome on somebody else. And if we're doing it to our kids, that's not setting them up for a healthy dynamic later on in their relationships. And I'm gonna just jump into about responsibility of taking responsibility just in this incident. Because I remember there was a time where I couldn't get my son when he was small to clean up his room. And I felt like in some way I was, I was blaming him. Instead of taking responsibility, me as a parent, thinking, man, there's got to be a more effective way that I can help him clean up his room instead of giving all the responsibility to him. Instead of telling him and giving him these rewards or all kinds of things, I decided, hey, one day I got in his room and I put a box in the corner and I started to throw some of his belongings, some stuffed animals and other things in the box. And I said, hey man, that box over there, that's 10 points. And see that box in that corner? That's 20 points. And I started throwing them in there. And I looked at him, I said, hey, I already got 30 points. And he started quickly picking them up and throwing them in and tallying up points and he wanted to win. And, and within five minutes, we cleaned up his whole room. And I thought to myself, holy shit, I just didn't find a more effective way to help him clean his room. So I wanted to take responsibility as a parent to actually show him different ways instead of blaming him that he had a messy room. I just needed to throw that story in as a way to, you know, help people and especially parents to get out and think of a more creative way because again, I think when we're in the blame cycle, it's blocking our creativity. We are again looking at this, we're taking the victim stance and we're looking at the other person as bad and wrong, as the villain. They're doing something against us instead of opening up to creativity, opening up to possibilities, opening up to curiosity. And I'm gonna uh, switch from the blamey to the blamer the person who blames, because it's not good for them either. Research shows that people who blame others, they lose status, they learn less, and perform worse relative to others. It also creates an action when someone blames. It's like they're handing over control of this situation. I can't change until you do, is the message. It's your fault. I act this way and our relationship is bad. I hear that over and over in my work with couples. Cause blame is always about you. And responsibility, it brings in the I. And the difference is profound. 
So there it goes. I believe the solution to blame is taking responsibility. Yep. That is for your actions, your reactions, your feelings, your words, your temper, for your thoughts, etc., etc. Because responsibility is an action that you take. It's not a quality that is assigned. You know, that's in the court of law. You know, a judge and jury, they can assign responsibility to like a criminal act. But that criminal won't change unless they make a conscious choice to take responsibility. And I know there's this whole train of thought about what we're responsible for when we grew up. You know, some of the horrific things that have happened to people in their life. That part where they say, well, then was I responsible for being abused? Was I responsible for all these horrific things that happened to me? No, I don't believe that. But I do believe that when we're adults, if we look back and we continue to blame those circumstances for us to not change in the present here and now, because there's tremendous healing power in taking responsibility for something right now and in the present, but it has very little healing value when we look back to the past and we blame anyone else or ourselves. I think it's a major, I think for human beings, it's a great misunderstanding in the ability to distinguish blame from responsibility because we grew up with that. You know, we grew up with perhaps parents saying, all right, which one of you kids are responsible for this mess? The reason for that or the intention of that question is to assign blame. It's not to invite responsibility. As we all heard, responsibility is about the ability to respond, where again, blame is about finding fault. And if most of us were on the receiving end of that confusion about blame and responsibility, it's no wonder that we have this blame game going on in our relationships later on in life. You know, I was just thinking about with uh, that aspect of growing up with taking a responsibility or, or blame. I was dating a, a woman when I was around 30 and she was 10 years older than me and she had around a 20 year old son. And it was Christmas dinner and all the food was in the kitchen and we would take the food and bring it into the living room. And I remember in the middle of dinner Somebody walked into the kitchen and they saw there was a, a small fire on the floor and they were able to put it out. But they came back and was like, oh my God, like there was a fire. What, what happened? And there was silence. And, and then all of a sudden, her 20-year-old son just looked and had this kind of curious look on his face. They said, hmm, I think that was me. I think that when I had one of the paper plates with some food on it, and I carried it over and across one of the candles, I think it caught something on fire. And I remember looking at him going, oh my God, like, are you nuts? Like taking accountability, responsibility? And of course his mom, the good mom that she was, she went, wow, Billy, I can't believe you did that. But she did it in kind of a joking way. And there was no blame. And he just like took responsibility probably because he grew up in that atmosphere that it was okay to do that, that he wasn't going to get punished for taking responsibility. 
because that's how it is in our society, right? Go in front of a judge. Yes, judge, I stole that lamp. Boom. Okay, son, you get 15 years for stealing that lamp. Well, I just took accountability. Yeah, but you're going to get punished for it. So I was astounded when her son took that responsibility and it was accepted and encouraged. He felt no shame about it. We cleaned it up, a little damage to the floor, but hey, things happen. But boy, that was a lesson for me because I, I, I grew up hiding things about whether I did something bad or that it was my fault I made a mistake because of some of the perhaps repercussions. I never got hit for that and so forth, but there was maybe some disapproving and some blame. And so I wasn't really encouraged to take responsibility. But later on in life, my mom also switched with my son. She, when he would make a little mistake or spill something, she would just say, things happen. And boy, that's nice. That's nice to hear instead of placing blame. So again, I'm going to just emphasize that blame either taking it or dishing it out has actually no healing power in relationships. There's no benefit in it. Responsibility, however, has powerful healing potential and powerful positive effects on relationships. Because as a partner, if all of a sudden, you know, if I've been blaming my partner for some event that happened and then suddenly... I start taking responsibility for co-creating it with her. Now we have a potential to have a completely new relationship. And if only one of you do that, rise to the occasion, that can really inspire the other person to take responsibility. Because there's times in my office I hear it the opposite. Maybe when one person all of a sudden takes responsibility, sometimes I hear it like, ha, ha. I'm glad you finally realized that it's all your fault. One, that doesn't encourage the person who took responsibility to keep taking responsibility. And also, there's no like liberation from the cycle of blame, only from the one person who claimed responsibility, not from the couple. And by the way, what I see, that genuine responsibility, the genuineness of taking responsibility cannot be faked. Just like a, an apology can't be faked. I see that when it happens in my counseling sessions, that it can be obviously a phony gesture to just appease. And that's a real inauthentic way to take accountability and responsibility. So I'll just put it out to you. Let, let you be the one. You don't have to push your partner or make sure that they're taking responsibility. But when you initiate taking responsibility, that's fantastic. I really want you to encourage it. And as a partnership, when both people can take responsibility and do that together, that's where the real magic is. They're not wasting precious time and energy in their relationship on blame. All that energy now can be channeled into more intimacy and more connection and more focusing on what it is that they want and more intention. Like in the last podcast that my wife and I did, there's a lot of focus and energy that can put, be put in intention because instead of going towards blame, if you look at, all right, all right, instead of blaming each other right now, what is it that we want? What do we want to create? 
What connection do we want to have right now? What's our intention of having this discussion instead of going back and forth and try to place blame? What do we want out of this? And remember, it is important to distinguish between taking and deflecting responsibility for both you and your partner. You know, be aware of defensive responses that might include something like, stop being so sensitive, or I didn't know that you cared about that, or you should have said something, you know. It's not only important for you to take responsibility, it's critical that if you're going to have a healthy relationship, that you both are committed to making that commitment. You know, taking responsibility is practicing self-awareness. And another very healthy way to take responsibility is to apologize and accept how and what you do affects your partner. You can go back and listen to an earlier podcast on the art of apology that I did way back, I believe in October 2018. I think that's a huge positive step in taking responsibility and accountability is learning how to give a deep and effective and remorseful apology. And in order to also take responsibility, you have to be honest. You have to love yourself before you love others. And one part of that is being honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with others. And being honest with yourself begins with a healthy sense of self-awareness. And being self-aware means that you acknowledge that what you say and what you do impacts your partner. But also remember, as I talked about earlier, some people make a critical mistake and they replace blaming others with blaming themselves. This turns into like self-recrimination, self-judgment, self-hatred, and blaming yourself is not the same thing as taking responsibility. In fact, again, it's a way to avoid taking responsibility. Because again, the focus of blame is to find fault. It's judgmental to the core. And finding yourself guilty is not going to change anything or improve anything, but taking responsibility will. And I know this might be hard to hear for some people, but sometimes I see in a couple dynamic that one or both are always blaming each other for this endless pain that they're going through, but they're not actually taking responsibility that they chose each other and that they're still in the relationship. So remember, you have choice. You have choice to continue to be in the relationship. And I know it's very difficult to know when is the right time, if it's the right time, to no longer be in the relationship. But if you can take accountability and responsibility and know that you are still choosing to be in an unhealthy dynamic, then you might move from blame to responsibility for all the choices that you're making all the responses and the reactions that you are having in the relationship, all the thought processes of criticism and blame that's going on for you to take responsibility that that may be going on in your relationship for yourself. Sometimes it's just so hard to get people to see that blame is most often just an endless loop that they get stuck in. And the antidote is curiosity 
connection, appreciation, and responsibility. And letting go is not easy. And keep in mind, though, that letting go of blame towards someone who has wronged you does not mean that you let that person off the hook. It simply means that you are concerned with the here and now and being responsible for your own future actions. You are choosing not to judge the other person now. You are choosing instead to be responsible and move toward freedom. I know this is a big subject and a lot of people might have questions around it. I have not covered everything about it. Got to leave some material for future future podcasts. But um, if you do have some questions, I'm going to plug this now. If you have some questions, relationship questions that you want me to answer on a future podcast, two ways. You can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, click on the podcast page, scroll down and leave a voice message, or you can send an email to me at heartshares at yahoo.com. And while I'm offering some things, I'll put out that I'm doing all of my counseling online now during the pandemic. And most states have loosened their regulations about cross-state teletherapy. So if you're interested in my counseling services, you can contact me at my website, heartsharecounseling.com, and we can discuss that possibility. Okay, folks. Well, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're moving through your challenges well and some of your fears and anxieties are more manageable. I hope you're taking some real good deep breaths, taking care of yourself and and tending to your relationships because, again, I really do believe that it is the connection and the health of our relationships that are going to help us get through this challenging time. Thanks for listening and exploring the aspect of stopping the blame game and taking responsibility because, remember, There's one thing that you can blame it on, and there's other things that you can't blame on. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. Ow, sunshine. Ooh, moonlight, yeah, good times, mm, boogie, there we go. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Oxbus.